Um, before I forget, special special thank you goes out to uh, uh, Adam Sanitation. They had blessed us, uh, or in the community rather, um, they have donated 12 turkeys for us to get out into the community. So yeah, that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful blessing. Um, what it is is they put the word out um, and the workers uh, donated turkeys. And uh, so we have uh, 12 extra turkeys that we will be giving out to those in need. Now, having said that, if you are in need of a Thanksgiving turkey um, or know somebody, please get with us. We, we don't want to neglect our own church family. And if you need one, we want to bless you with one. Amen? Um, There's a lot going on at VLC. We uh, just got it so good. We're going to um, postpone our, our study in Philippians, and we're going to talk specifically about being thankful this morning. And I just want to say this. I am thankful for each and every one of you guys. I love you so much. I'm not just saying that. I mean it. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. It feels, feels really, really good to be loved. Turn with me to Psalm 100. And I do love you guys, man. It makes me happy. I get excited to think about coming and worshiping with you guys every single Sunday morning. What a wonderful blessing and privilege we have. You know, and, and I know that there's so many people in this church that are going through some pretty severe issues. What a wonderful, wonderful God we serve. And what a wonderful opportunity we have to be thankful. You know, God is so good. Amen. So we want to go over Psalm 100. Uh, it's, it's something like five verses. Um, but I just want us to be thankful. And it's not that I want you to be thankful. Of course I want you to be thankful. But this is something that God wants for his people. You know, he doesn't want a bunch of, he doesn't want a bunch of selfish little children running around with their hands out all the time. He wants us to be thankful. Amen. Does that make sense? So Psalm 100 is super, super cool. We're going to dig into it. Um, Let me read these verses right here. This is Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you and we praise you. We ask that your will be done in this service. If we're not thankful people, Lord, thank you that you will just, you will just pierce our hearts, Lord God, this morning, and you will, you will allow us to see how wonderful and good and gracious and merciful you have been to us, Lord. Thank you that we're going to leave here refreshed and encouraged and a thankful bunch, Lord. Your anointing is what we need, Lord God. It's your anointing that breaks the yoke. Holy Spirit, we need you and you are welcome in this place. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Everybody in the church said, Amen. So God is so good. We're going to leave here thankful this morning. You know, and may, maybe, 
maybe you haven't thought too much about how blessed you are recently because of all the craziness that's going on in your personal life or, or in the nation or the world. Uh, there's a lot coming against us. There's a lot that could steal our joy. You know, the doctor says this. My checkbook says this. The newsman says this. You know, so on and so forth. We have all this stuff coming at us. But see, this is what the Lord says. So Psalm 100 and verse 1, he says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Now, that joyful noise thing, we've heard a lot about that. Well, I don't know if you have, but I've heard a lot about that uh, growing up in the church. Maybe you were standing uh, next to somebody and they weren't singing as pretty or as, as, or as beautiful as somebody else. And they'll look at you and say, oh, the Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Well, it ain't not saying that. It isn't not saying that. We are, we are to sing to the Lord and, and give Him that offering, you know. It's not, it's not that it's not saying that. But what it's, it's, what it's really focusing in on, on here is, is an overflow of excitement, an overflow of joy, uh, a shout for joy. You know, just, you've, you've been to the football games, whatever, you've seen the people go crazy, you've went crazy yourself when, when he shoots, he scores, or whatever, you know, you know right, Dustin? You know, when, when, when the big play goes down or whatever, the car goes around the track. People get crazy, man, and they, they just can't contain themselves, man. And I'm not here to knock that, you know. But this is talking about coming into God's presence, coming to, to worship Him, to, to spend time with Him, and something welling up inside you, just an excitement, a, a joy overflowing, a shout for joy, not something that you have to manufacture, you know, just something that kind of takes over. Are you with me this morning? So this is what we got going on. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Now, sometimes it's hard for us to, to grasp that, you know, to be so excited about something. Um, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but um, my, my, my wife and, and my people in my, in my circle, you know, that bless me, with gifts uh, at birthdays and stuff like that. Uh, they're really good gift givers, man. I am not. I'm, I'm not. I try, but I'm just not good at it, you know. I, I know you are, baby. You are a very good gift giver. Um, but, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm so super thankful at the wonderful gifts that I receive. And Adriana's right. She does give some amazing gifts to me all the time. But, you know... Oh, no, baby. Hold on. Um, so... Look, I, I get these amazing gifts all the time, and I want to show my thankfulness. And I try to show my thankfulness, and in my own little way, I show my thankfulness, but I'm not one of those guys that gets all riled up and kicks and screams and stuff like that. I don't know why I'm like that, but I'm super, super thankful for it. You know, So when I read this, it's like, man, I don't know if I've ever really felt that way. You know, that overflow of, of, of joy, that, that thankfulness just coming out, you know. But that, I want that, man. Don't you want that this morning? Don't you want that? And what we got to do is we've got to focus on what is truly important in our life. Can I get a witness? What truly has happened to us, because God, this is what God says for his people. Make a joyful noise uh how about a big healthy shout for joy is what he's saying man just get riled up okay so make a joyful noise to the lord and look at the last part of this verse make a joyful noise to the lord 
So I'm not just screaming. I'm not just manufacturing something. But I am shouting for joy to the most high God. Now look, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Now that's a reason why we can be thankful this morning. That's a reason why we can begin to let some sort of excitement build up inside our hearts. You know, that this invitation for joy, this invitation to be excited or to be thankful goes out to all of God's people, all of his creation. Let me say it like that. It's not just for a select few. Salvation is not just for a select few. What a wonderful, wonderful reason we have to have a shout for joy this morning. Amen. To think about the fact that God said this gift of salvation is not just for the few, but this gift is for anybody and everybody. Amen. Isn't that that wonderful? Matter of fact, practice. Give the Lord a shout of praise while I enjoy some of this delicious... So, if you wouldn't mind, look with me at 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. But thanks be to God. That's our theme. Thank you, God. I am thankful to you, God. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how about them apples, church people? How about that? Because of what Jesus Christ, listen up, because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. You know what I mean? Because of what happened at that cross, I have victory. I, I, am, a, I am more than a conqueror. That's another one of those things that it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around. You know, half the time I don't really think of myself as a conqueror, you know, a conqueror. Maybe you don't think of yourself as a conqueror you know but see the good book says that we can be we are more than conquerors you know what i mean that's next level stuff that's what jesus did for you okay he did the hard work we have a reason to have a shout for joy welling up inside of us this morning when we get begin to think about the fact that there is victory in jesus like what the praise team was singing about this morning you know the, the, the war has been won. Think about that. The war has been won. We're still living in this mess. We're still living in this world, but the victory has already been won. We know the end of the story. We know the end of the book. You know, we have a reason to be thankful. Amen. First Corinthians 15 and verse 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. He won the victory. And he says, you're not just... Errors, errors, inheritors, let me say that. But you are joint errors with Christ. He did the hard work, but you get this amazing blessing, okay? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't leave Jesus Christ out. You know what I'm saying? It, it, this whole salvation thing, listen up, this whole eternal life thing, um, there's only one way to the Father. And that's through what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. Okay? You've got to have that. There's no eternal life. There's no salvation except through Jesus Christ. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 57. Oh, we have a reason to be thankful. We do. 
And, you know, I'm a little fired up. That's, that's the blessing of, of, of doing Bible studies and, and, and getting into God's Word, you know, before you preach a message. It, is it, it gets into you. You know, it, you get excited about it, you know. And, and I just want you guys to feel the same excitement that I do. And uh, I'm telling you, God is good. So look at 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 55. We're actually going back a verse or two. But I love this, guys. If, if you've lost a loved one that was in Christ, listen to this right here. And then we can say, man, I think I might be able to conjure up a joyful noise to the Lord here. You know, he is so good to me. And my boss man is doing this, or I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think I might lose my cable TV for a couple weeks or something, and the big parade's coming up. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, you know. But see, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55, puts it into perspective for us. Oh, death, where is your victory? Think about that, man. Think about that. Crystal, think about that, you know. Where's your victory, death? You ain't got none. Not over me, you, you know. You ain't got none over me because I've accepted that precious gift of salvation. So think about it, man. You know, of course we all want to live to be 118 or whatever, sitting in some nursing home, pushed in the corner somewhere. Yeah, we all want that, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? But, hey, if the good Lord calls you home before that, it ain't nothing but gravy, man. (laughs) I'm just trying to say, Man, you are blessed, and I think Christian folks, we need to be thankful. You know what I mean? We don't have to have everything our way, right away. You know, it ain't Burger King world we live in. You know what I'm saying? I didn't make that joke up. That's why it ain't that good. No. no. Any, anywho, tell the truth, shame the devil. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55. Oh, death, where is your victory? I ain't got none over me. Oh, death, where is your sting? So preacher, is, is, is that saying like, like because I'm a Christian, I will not feel any pain towards my, my last days, my bones won't hurt, uh, my heart won't flutter and whatnot? And no, it ain't saying that. It's just saying, man, it's got no hold over you, man. It's got, it's, listen, all of us here, if the Lord tears, we're going to take our last breath. We don't know when that is. You know, but see, here's the beautiful thing. It, we don't have to live in fear about that. See, I can be thankful to the most high God, even though my marriage isn't exactly how I want it right now, or, or my paychecks keep getting smaller and gas keeps getting bigger and so on, and, you know, fill in the blank. You know what I'm saying? Looky here. Think about this. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? So that makes a lot of sense when we go back up to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. But thanks be to God. Why? Why? Well, who gives us the victory over death, man. Isn't that wonderful? Who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See how blessed we are. Even if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the opportunity right now to do it. There's still air in your lungs. It's not too late for you. You know what I mean? And what a wonderful day to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Moving forward, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Look at Second Peter 3 and verse 9. Now, this is a good one, church folk. You're going to like this one. I hope you do. 
all the earth. 2 Peter 3, verse 9, talking about this invitation, you know, that goes out. God, God, is, God is saying, you know, people, you can have a reason to be excited. You can have a reason to be full of joy. Because, let's face it, before we accept Jesus Christ, you know, it's all about us, and we're, we're going to start, we're going to do what our master says, and we're just going to try and please ourselves, but the things that we get involved in are only temporal fixes. There's no real peace. There's no real joy. Everything is fleeting, so we have to chase the next buzz, the next high, and I'm not just talking about dope. You know, that's certainly part of it, but, you know, we're chasing that next thing to give us a little bit of joy, a little bit of peace to get our minds off of our eternity, you know? The fact that this thing is speeding up really, really fast, you know? But, but this invitation goes out to all mankind, you know? So here we are, you know, God reaching out to us, man, saying, you can be in my family. Second um, Peter 3, verse 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wish, listen, not wishing that any should perish. See God's heart for the creation? Because, let me make this point, we're all, not, we're all not God's children. What do you mean by that? We're not all God's children. You have to be in the family. You have to accept Jesus Christ to be in that family. Okay? So we're not all God's children. That's just how it is. But see, he says right here, I don't want anyone to perish. We all have that opportunity, and certainly you do if you have not already accepted it. You do right now because you're hearing the gospel, so you can't say, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. I didn't get that memo. No. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God for his patience in your life. I don't know about your life, but, but when I look back in my life and in my you know, running, running against the wind. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Everybody. No, I'm fine. Um, you know, going the wrong way, man. Um, God was so merciful. You know, he reached out toward me. He didn't have to, you know. What a wonderful blessing. That's all I'm trying to say. Look, wishing, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Now, I like this verse. Um, because sometimes we certainly get excited and we're like, oh, Lord, come get us. And, oh, Lord, I wish you'd just come back tomorrow and set up your kingdom or, or whatever, you know. But see, it's not that I don't look forward to whatever wonderful thing God has for us, because I certainly do. Whatever that is, whatever's waiting for us, man, these wonderful things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, these amazing, wonderful, precious promises, I want that, man, and I'm stoked about that. But I like how this verse says, hey, man, God's not slow, okay? He's patient. He's patient. And we certainly wanted that patience in our lives, or we appreciate it. You know what I mean? But see, what I, what I think about is the masses of, of people, man, that have not accepted Jesus yet. You know, the, the, people, that are in, that, the people that are in my own family that have not accepted Jesus, you know? So I say, God, your will be done, man. You know, your will be done. Well, at that perfect time, I'll be here or I won't be here. You won't leave me behind. 
all is well. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Can I get a witness? Give the Lord some praise. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. King James says, a shout of joy. I like that. You know, a shout of joy. And certainly, we have had those moments, you know, um, maybe not in church. We should, you know. If you look back, I, you know, I remember being at certain events and just, oh, I'm just overflowing with joy. I mean, not that I would think that, but I'd begin to scream uncontrollably because I was just so stoked about something, you know. And that's okay. You know, that's all right, man. But see, this is the real deal. This is what really matters, man. And this is what we, we should really be fired up about. I'm not going to get up here and say, well, you, you shouldn't get all riled up at the football game or whatever. Yeah, man, get riled up at the football game. I don't care about that. You know, do whatever. You know? But get excited about this too, you know what I'm saying? Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord. Listen, serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. So this is, this is talking about going to the temple to worship and talking about being excited and being joyful. And I'm going to serve God, and I'm going to serve God with gladness. That's something that's lacking in my life a lot of the time. You know, and, and I want that back, man. We, I want to get my priorities back to where they need to be, man, where, where I want to serve God, not serve Paul, not serve anybody else. You know what I mean? But be glad about it, too. You know what I mean? That joy of knowing, man, that what I'm doing, you know, this, this is, has something to do with somebody's eternity. You know what I mean? So uh, we need to be glad. Well, how can I be glad, man? I live in the same world you live in, Paul, and, you know, I got this going on or whatever. You know, my kids are rowdy, and one's fighting with the other one and all that. Look, look at James 1, verse 17. Just look at James 1, verse 17. So it says, or Psalm 102 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Well, look at James 1, 17, and maybe this will help us a little bit. Serve the Lord with gladness, you know. And not just go through the motions or, oh, I better do this. Or, I gave my word I would do this. And it's very important to keep your word. But I'm saying, God wants us to be thankful. God wants us to be excited. God wants us to be a glad people. You know, God is a happy God. We don't think of it like that that much. But he is a happy God. You know what I mean? And we make him smile, man. We are his kids, you know. And what makes a parent happy is when his kids are glad to be with him, them. Amen? Make sense? Okay. James 1 and verse 17. Every good gift. Look at your neighbor and say, every good gift? Yeah. Like with a question mark at the end of it, you know. But you're verbalizing it. Every good gift? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Think about that. Count your blessings, man. When's the last time you did that? There's a song about it, right? Count your blessings. Every good thing you have. And I'm not talking about what you got in your jewelry box or whatever. I mean, that's fine. That's dandy. Don't hide it. Divide it, man. No. I'm not talking about that. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm saying those wonderful blessings, man. Like this little one running up and down here, man. She's precious, man. You know, just look at that baby. 
Look at that baby. What a wonderful, wonderful thing, man. What a blessing that is. You know what I'm saying? So all these good things, the good things, man, those wonderful, precious moments, that's a gift from God. That is a good thing, and that's from God. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights. Every good thing, every true good thing you ever had or ever experienced came from God. Amen? So I can serve him with gladness even when I don't feel well. I can still do that obedience to the word of God that I really don't want to do because my God has been so good to me. Amen? All right. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Um, look at uh, verse 3, Psalm 100 and verse 3. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. Know that the Lord, he, th- this verse right here is really one that can tip us over the edge to excitement. You know, I know that sounds kind of weird, man, but we, we need to be excited about what God has done for us. You know what I mean? And we got all these things coming at us, man. You know, we got the nine to five or the whatever, you know, going on and just, and there's just never enough money. There's never enough strength. All, what, whatever it is, man. I'm not saying that those things aren't happening, but I'm saying we do have a reason to serve God with gladness. We do have a reason to sing his praises, not sing about him, but sing his praises and make that joyful noise unto the Lord. Even if you don't sing pretty, I don't sing pretty, but man, just, it's a wonderful thing to be able to praise your God and not worry about what anybody thinks about you. You know what I mean? Because we're not here to please anybody. We're, We're here to give glory to the most high God. You know what I mean? So anyways, moving forward, tell the truth, right? Know that the Lord, He is God. We're talking about praising God. Okay, now this is really, really cool. Know that your God, Mike, know that your God is God. It's not some fake God. Not some waste of time. You know, isn't, isn't that sad? I mean, honestly, not that, not that we think that we're better than anybody, because we certainly are not better than anybody. You know, thank God for His grace and mercy in our lives, right? You know, but... I do, there's a certain sadness that I feel when I see good people devoted to some lost cause, man, to some fake deity that does not exist. You know what I mean? That breaks my heart, man. I got, I got a couple of good friends, man, that, that they just don't get it. They don't got it. Not yet, but they will. They will, you know? And, and it is heartbreaking to think of, of devoting your life to something uh, a bunch of rules or something or jumping through a bunch of hoops that will yield you nothing at the end except eternal damnation. Because there's, like I said, there's only one way to the Father and that's through Jesus. And see, yeah, yeah, get excited, seriously. Because this is a true reason why we can have a shout of joy overflowing out of us when we think about it. My God is the God. My God is the one true God, the creator of heaven and earth, said, you're coming with me. Man, goodness gracious. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he 
who made us. Now think about that, okay? You're here. You exist. You didn't have to. You know, there's a lot of other possibilities and so on and so forth. But look, you're here. You're a winner. You made it, man. You won that first race. You're here. Woo! You know what I mean? But, but it ain't just talking about that. But, yeah, he did make you. He did create you. Okay? But he also made you a new creation in Christ. Now think about that. He made you a new creation in Christ. You are something special. You have, listen, you've been grafted into a very special family. You are royalty. You've been handpicked. You've been adopted. That's the beautiful thing about adoption. You know, I didn't go nowhere and, and pick out my babies. I wouldn't trade them in or nothing like that. You know what I mean? But, but you know, God picked you out. He picked you out. Oh, oh, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Okay. It is he who made us. Look at Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Talking about we are that new creation in Christ. We're something that never existed before the cross. You know what I mean? Ephesians 2 and verse 10. For we are his workmanship or his handiwork or his work of art or his masterpiece. We don't look at ourselves like that. You know what I mean? But God says, you are, you are my masterpiece. You are, this, you are this wonderful, amazing thing that only exists because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. And you accepted that gift. You know what I mean? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. What am I here for? To do good works, to give God glory. He saved you. Give him glory. Be obedient to his word. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. I like that part right there. That always just kind of blows my mind. That God knew that I was going to exist. And he picked me to exist. He picked me to be saved. And he said, you're going to live from 1970-whatever to bibbidi-bidi-bidi-do, you know. But I got you here, not just to sit on the sidelines. I got you here to do some stuff for me, man. I got you here. And I prepared stuff for you to do, Vaughn and Vincent. I prepared stuff for you to do way before anybody ever thought about you. And that's why you're here, you know. Oh, man, I, you know, we got a reason to be thankful. I'm about to trip over this thing one day. I don't plan on it, but you never know. For good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So verse 3, Psalm 100, verse 3, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us. And we are his. Isn't that precious? He made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So there it is again. There's another one of those comparing us to, to sheep. Um, but I just love how, how God takes ownership of us, man. He says, you are mine. You are mine. And that's where we want to be, man. You're going to serve somebody. You're going to belong to somebody. And God says, not these. These are mine. He's mine. He's mine. Look at your neighbor and say, mine. Mine. Mine, not mine. Not mine. Okay. Which, which God prepared beforehand. Okay, I already read that. And we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. His pasture, man. Man, I just love it. See, I've been, I've been in this for, for a little bit now, the text, so it's, it's kind of exciting to me. You know, we have a reason to be thankful, and we have a reason to show our thanks. Yeah. 
We need to show our thanks. God is saying, man, don't you show your thanks. We are his people. He provides for us. You know, so, so if I am the sheep of his pasture, that would mean that I am his responsibility, that he watches over me, you know, that he provides for me. He leads me to those still waters. He restoreth my soul. Matter of fact, look at Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There's a lot of verses that I could have pulled out to, to talk about our relationship and how it's like sheep and a shepherd. But this one just kind of sums it up in this umbrella type situation. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay, well, what does that mean? It means I don't need nothing, man. I don't need nothing. He's going to provide for me. He's going to take care of me. My job is to love him and to obey his word. You know what I mean? And he's going to be there for me. All right? No matter, no matter what, listen, no matter what situation you find yourself in, no matter what the lawyer says or, or what the letter said that got in your box at work or, or whatever or what the doctor says, God says you will never go anywhere where I haven't already been before you, leading you there. I'm there with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm with you through this. I know you don't want to have to pass over through the river, okay, but here's the river, but I'm going to get you through it. I'm going to be right there with you. We're going to get through this, and we're going to get closer together and more intimate together. You're going to love me and trust me more as we go through this journey right here. Amen? All right, let's go to the next slide, Clyde. Ladies and gentlemen, Clyde. Psalm 100, verse 4. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I like the sound of that. I really, really do. I like when people come into church excited and ready to praise the Lord. and Kind of stoked to see people they haven't seen in a few days or whatever. But, but I like when we come in here, we're, we're ready to, to worship the Lord. We kind of have an anticipation or an excitement. I like those days. Um, I'm usually running around crazy, you know, before I get up here. So I, I sometimes I forget what this feels like, but I want this. This is what I want. I want to be excited to be in the house of the Lord. You know what I mean? That's what I want, man, to be excited. So how am I going to get that? We've been, hey, McFly, we've been talking about that all morning. You know, focus on his, his goodness. You know, focus on, on how good God has been to you. You are the sheep of his pasture, man. Okay, look at Habakkuk 3 and verse 17. Enter uh, Psalm 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. So look at Habakkuk 3 and verse 17. This is a, this is a good one, man. I'm kind of putting everything in perspective for us again. This here Habakkuk situation, I think you have to be Jewish to actually say that word correctly. Um, Habakkuk, I I don't know. I'm not trying to uh, not say it right. But anyways, Habakkuk 3 verse 17. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines. Okay, this guy's having a, a bad harvest situation, a bad time of harvest though the fig tree should not blossom nor the fruit beyond the vines the produce of the olive fell and the fields yield no food okay now think about that last part church people think listen up and the fields yield no food 
Nada, nothing to eat, man. All the cupboards was bare, all right? So it's not just a bad harvest situation. Well, I don't know if we'll be able to pay the, the bank loan this time around, Martha. Uh, it's not just talking about that. It's talking about, man, we ain't really got no food, okay? The produce of the olive fell in the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. That whole verse is pretty much like a, a downer situation, man. That's a, that's a bad deal. Well, the well, you know, Martha, the, 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 the crops, it, it ain't dust out there. There's nothing going on, you know. Well, at least we got the cattle in the stuff. No, no, Martha, we don't. <laughs> we don't, not this time around. They've been cut off. That's what it says. It says, uh, the flock be cut off from the fold. Okay, so anyways, but see, here's the big deal. Look at verse 18. This is where it gets good, Tompkins. This is the amazing thing right here. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. What? Dude, you might you might just starve to death right here. You know, I don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, but see, here's the deal. This is what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what the good Lord is going to allow to come into my life. But this is what I see out here. I ain't got no, I ain't got no flocks in the fold or fold in the flocks or herds in the field. Or, I ain't got nothing. I got none of it. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on God. I'm going to focus on his goodness because I did my part. I, I went out and planted. I watered. I sowed. I, I did everything in my power. You know? But see, this is bigger than me. I'm trusting in God, and I'm going to get peace. Listen, I'm going to get peace because I'm focusing on God's goodness, focusing on how God has been faithful in the past and how if he's been faithful in the past, well, he ain't going to let me down. Okay, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to be full of joy in the Lord, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. So God's not asking you to do something that's impossible. He's asking you to do something that's bigger than you. But if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, I can actually be full of joy no matter what's going on. I can be thankful to the Lord no matter what's going on if I can keep my focus on him. And if I get off, ah, let the shepherd guide me right back on track. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Listen, I will take joy. Will you? Yeah, man, I will take joy in the God of my salvation. You know, and, and I, you know, think about that, man. You know, all these people that are being martyred because of, because of their faith in Jesus Christ. All, you know, all these tragedies that we hear about. You know, the, the things that, that make our heart hurt sometimes. I belong to the one true God. I'm the sheep of his pasture, okay? He saved my soul. He is the God of my salvation. He can deliver me out of this situation where I got no food in the field, no stuff in the barn, but if he chooses not to, he's still the God of my salvation. He's still, he's still never going to leave me or forsake me. He's still going to lead me to this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful blessing that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. You know what I mean? We do have a reason to be thankful, church people. Does anybody else, anybody else feel like they're going to pass out from heat exhaustion? Um, 
just checking. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm still thankful to the Lord, though. Uh, I'm a little woozy, but I'm still thankful to the Lord. I'm. <laughs> That's going to, never mind. Okay, last verse, last verse. For the Lord is good. Okay, remember, at the beginning, at the beginning, verse 1, have a shout for joy, man. Be joyful, man, because of your God. And then look at the very last verse. Okay. For the Lord is good. Well, we already talked about that. For the Lord is good. How good is he? His steadfast love endures forever. Think about that, man. We do have a reason to be joyful. We do have a reason to be thankful. No matter what you're going through, his love will not abandon you. There ain't a demon in hell. There ain't an angel in heaven. Nothing up in the sky. Nothing down below. Nothing nowhere, past, present, or future, can pry you away from God's love. It can't happen. He's the boss. You belong to the boss. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If God be for you, who can be against you, man? You are his. Amen? So, for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever. Okay. You might have thought some people would be in your life longer than they were. They're gone. Okay, without a trace. Whatever. These types of things happen, man. You know, people let us down. We've certainly let people down. I know that I have. But see, this is the thing about God. He's that loving father in the prodigal son story. He's saying, okay, I love you. Go out there and learn your lesson. I'm going to be right here waiting on you. I love you. I love you. I'm waiting on you. You He is faithful to us. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. That is the, the cherry on top right there. Not only is he going to love you and not stop loving you, but you know what? You don't have to worry about the babies. You don't have to worry about your bloodline. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about him cutting you off one day, man. Just like he was faithful to, to Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob, and just like how he was faithful to Moses and then Joshua, and how he was with David when he fought Goliath and Daniel in that lion's den, three Hebrew children hitting that fire. I can go on and on, man. I was, Sister Dana was my Sunday school teacher. I got a lot of Bible learning in me. You know? <clears throat> so here, here's the deal. He's going to be just like he was faithful to Fred Rott. There's a lot of you don't know him. He was faithful to Fred Rott. He's faithful to Paul Rott. He's going to be faithful to that next generation. So I don't have to worry about what Junior's doing right now. You know, like I said, I'm going to do everything I can do. You know? But even if I drop the ball, my God is faithful. And I give this burden to the Lord. I give it to the Lord, man, because he is faithful. And it says right here, mm-hmm, his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. All generations. I've seen it. I've seen that faithfulness in people in in this church, man, that are right here. That that I thought, well, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that that fella. You know, I don't know. But see, God is so faithful. Amen. So let's wrap things up. First um, Thessalonians five. First Thessalonians five sixteen. We get, we actually got. 
three verses here to wrap things up, but they're tiny. Very tiny. Don't worry. We're about to feast. What a wonderful blessing. First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18, because we want to be a thankful bunch. Amen? First verse, 16, it says, rejoice always. We've been talking about that kind of, how can I be joyful always, man? How, how can I be thankful to God where this is actually producing joy in me, man, when I got all this going on in my world? Look, rejoice always. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. That, there's a connection there, not just because they're side by side, but the more time I spend with God and see how wonderful and faithful he is, then I can certainly be joyful no matter what I'm going through. Amen? Make sense? Rejoice always. And sometimes we do have to bring forth that sacrifice of praise. Sometimes we do have to praise him when our body hurts, man, when our mind has not allowed us to sleep all night, you know. But rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Stay in that good book, man. Spend time with the Lord and that is going to lead you to be able to rejoice no matter what you're going through. And, and I'm not saying this from the top of the castle walls, man. But I, but I am saying, man, that I've experienced it. I've experienced it when I've done it. You know what I mean? The more time I spend with God, the more I can have joy in my heart no matter what's going on. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Verse 18. For all of us that came here this morning and were like, I just want God's will for my life. This is a good place to start. Give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances? How can I be full of joy? How can I be thankful to God in the circumstances that I'm going through right now? Pray without ceasing. Spend time with God, man. Focus on his goodness, man. His track record is 100% flawless for keeping his word man you know no one else can say that rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you how about that that's god's will that's god that this is what god wants he wants us to be thankful no matter what we're going through well there's only one way that can happen is, is, is letting the Holy Spirit drive that truck or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you can quote me on that. <laughs> That's the title of this sermon. Let the Holy... <laughs> yeah. Anyways. You see what I'm saying, folks? This is what God wants. He wants us to be a thankful bunch. And when, when, we're, when we're, we live in a world where people aren't very thankful, you know, and God says, eh, they serve their master, but you say you serve me. And this is what I'm saying I want my kids to do. I want them to be thankful. I want them to be that light that leads people to the one true God. Okay, so there needs to be something different about us so we can be thankful. Amen. So God is good, and I just want us all to be thankful and be excited about what God is doing here at VLC, what he's doing in your homes, what he's doing in your hearts, and what he's doing in this land. God is a good God, a faithful God. Let's be thankful. And let's show that thankfulness to a lost and dying world. And I want to say one more time that I honestly love you all and I'm very thankful for you. Um, we're about to go eat. Let me just remind you of a couple. Um,
couple of short little information bites. Um, there is no, there is no Bible study tonight. Dalton is out of town. There is no men's Bible study or Bible group tonight. We are having Bible study 